What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Live. Jude here, Ethan's back, and we're here to, to give you an all, all-star break episode. Um, we're finally here. I, I know we had the, the dunk contest. We had all that stuff. Ethan, what are your thoughts on All-Star Weekend since, since that happened last night? Uh, Mac McClung was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Trey Murphy, I thought, had an underrated dunk in there. Uh, I, th- I feel like everybody did pretty good. Honestly, Jericho Sims had that crazy two arms in the you know the honeydew yeah, the classic yeah. he got really up high um i didn't like the all-star game itself that was the most boring game of my life i, like, I turned agree. it off at halftime like, this is ridiculous Dog, like, it's just I a was, layup line i was uh, watching the xfl instead i'm not gonna lie I just, I just, <laughs> that's I just, where we were at <laughs> it was awful i mean i didn't get to watch the rising stars game unfortunately i was out with people but i got to watch the highlights jeremy had a couple cool dunks mm-hmm. i think he only had the six points but him and josh giddy had some fun some fun plays and Jeremy always being Jeremy personality was showing off in in press conferences and made an impact with some guys around the league. So that was cool to see. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you on the all-star game, man. I feel like since the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine dunk contest, we really haven't seen like, I mean, Aaron Gordon isn't a star player, but like Zach's a star now for, for the, the bulls, but still like mm. we don't see that even like Aaron Gordon, caliber of players i guess you could say trey murphy's kind of that but we don't even really see like those type of guys anymore since since that all-star weekend in general like i feel like it's just become like now i just watch it on youtube like yeah, I, yeah i'd rather sure. just watch all the highlights like get all the good stuff instead of all the hoopla when i could you know especially now that we got the xfl back i know i'm just a football nerd for that but <laughs> i was just like man i could i could throw this on right now and at least they're trying like you know, yeah i can watch ben DiNucci and josh gordon that was pretty funny Ooh, josh gordon <laughs> i haven't heard back, that name baby. in so long he's back yeah getting Anyways. an mvp yeah, yeah that's for sure but let's talk about the spurs i know we, we haven't got to catch up since really the end of the trade deadline just talking a little bit about some of the new additions and stuff i know we haven't seen kim birch or burke we'll figure out how to pronounce it once he plays <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but we have got to see Devonte graham kind of just want to start off with that what, what are your thoughts on what you've seen so far from Devonte? and i think three games as a spur Somewhere yeah, he came there. out super explosive, obviously, with that 31-point game against the Pistons. I know we lost, but um, I think he's come back down to earth a little bit. Still impressed with what he brings to the team. Um, he's a scorer. You know, he's only 6'2", but he's really like a combo guard. He can play make from time to time. He, I think New Orleans fans were a little upset with us in the comments in one of our other really? videos for saying that it was like a one-for-one. One. Uh, clearly, he has deficiencies, right? Like, he was struggling to shoot with New Orleans, and he's kind of been on a downturn in his career but the same could be said for jay rich before we got him and we kind of right. turned him around and he became a very quality kind of six-man spark off the bench much better what, playmaker sorry don't mean to interrupt no. you but what he was for us just to your point was what boston wanted him to be like <laughs> exactly yeah and we just he, he was able to kind of turn around his career in san antonio so i'm hoping to get the same thing out of Devonte. um I think that right now he kind of has that green light to just shoot whatever he wants mm-hmm. and so maybe that's why occasionally he can get a little inefficient um but at this point i'm fine with that now we have Devin coming back i'm sure he'll kind of have those reins pulled um but at this point in our spurs season this is what we needed was just a backup guard right blake is still kind of learning and um yeah point guard blake is still kind of learning um obviously you want him to get meaningful minutes i think he still will uh but it's nice to have that veteran piece still on the team you know 
Yeah, I just pulled up his stats. So he has four games, actually. It was a little off there. Um, and other than the first 30-point game where he just went bananas and was mm-hmm. pop, probably just told him, go out there, shoot as much as you want. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting thing for me, and I still want to – I remember our man Keith Young's comment, and he was talking about how he was bad defensively. And for the most part, like, that's true. But yeah. I want to say that in every other game other than the 30-point game where he was mainly scoring, he's had at least a steal. And in two out of the three, he had two steals. And I remember specifically like remembering those while I was watching him. They had two steals against Atlanta and, and two steals against Cleveland. I didn't watch the Atlanta game, but I do remember the Cleveland game specifically. Um, but it's just good to see that like even though for for his defensive efficiencies, he has some pretty good vision and some passing lanes and he can he can pickpocket some guys. That's what I noticed too, like while watching him, specifically in that Cleveland game and in the Charlotte game too, where he got one. Um mm-hmm. So at least it's, you know, there's that positive on defense. <laughs> yeah. Credit there. I mean, he, he, he fills a hole where we have a need. And He's going to get beat most times, but he can, yeah. he can he'll get you some steals. <laughs> I, I'm not expecting him to turn this this team around, but I think he, he definitely like fills a gap and can teach Trey and, and Blake some things while kind of helping pop in this young guy evolution that we're turning shoot turn man trey's probably about to teach him some things honestly yeah now that i, now that I say that trey's trey's another yeah trey's but, but i get what you're saying though like he's a he's a veteran point like before it was literally trey and blake and we yeah. saw how that went with all the injuries so he is a combo guard like you said like he can play off ball for sure um but with how well malachi's been playing off the bench yes. which was the next thing i wanted to get into and with his playmaking ability that's that's a really solid backcourt off the bench i mean obviously look it's not a competitive backcourt off the bench no. <laughs> that's not what i'm trying to say but it's that can allow um with malachi's playmaking that can allow us to use Devonte, you know on some floppies running them off screens whatever it may be for sure malachi's been on a tear dude what was he averaging 17 and a half or something like that in the month of february well it's it's gone a little bit down but it's still like he's at going into the all-star break i want to see he was at like 14.8 points in the month mm-hmm. of february which is second to only palo bancaro so second to the number one pick in scoring as a rookie in february he has clearly kind of turned it up to another level like i he definitely was not at this point at the beginning of the year so it's crazy how quickly he's improved. And it's, it's, it's weird how he and Sohan have kind of improved simultaneously. Yeah. Like, that's, that's next level. Like, I'm so excited to see what he's able to do. Yeah, and that's kind of where in this dormant season record-wise and, you know, where you see Blake Wesley, you know, taking a little bit longer than those guys. And, you know, a lot of times this season we've kind of focused in on that or even other guys, just their struggles, right? Yeah. It's like, it's nice to like reinforce like, hey, just trust in the development team because, and, and we talked about that earlier. And and while for Blake, I would say that it hasn't came along as well as it has for these guys with more reps, it, it takes time. And that's another thing that we've talked about before that just because of the nature of this season and it being like a completely different space than even last year, like the... I'm losing my train of thought mid-sentence here, Ethan. You're good, you're good. But um, push, push. We're Just trying keep to remember. I'm blanking. What was I talking about? I can't I, I think you were getting to, with all the negatives surrounding the season, it's great to finally see some improvement. It's like a silver lining, especially with Malachi. And, and with the stagnancy of Blake, like you can trust in it more because yes. of the way that Jeremy and, and Malachi have developed. And what I was getting to, I did remember it now, is that like, 
beforehand, you know, Keldon and Devin, like we didn't even see them year one. We didn't see Lonnie mm-hmm. year one. We didn't see any of these guys year one and they probably weren't ready to play. Like yeah. we really didn't see them until year two. So like it, it's, you know, we're kind of, of looking at Blake through a critical lens, if that makes, especially on t- and also you know ties into with the way that Sohan and Malachi developed, but also they've they've had more reps. But just talking about Malachi a little bit, I mean his scoring, um, the playmaking, um, and and defensively, I've He's I've improved, seen some yeah. improvements as well too. I think really uh, a lot of this stuff is just when he puts on some more muscle, like mm-hmm. that's going to make him more of an imposing force driving to the rim and and he showed his finishing ability i feel like that's something that's continued to develop uh attacking um and he's you know like i said when he gets more muscle on him that's going to help there too um obviously we already knew he's great coming off screens you know hitting jumpers at the elbow we know he can catch and shoot from the three-point land basically anywhere um so I'm just really excited for him. You know, it's all the, all that I can think of right now, Ethan, is just remember how long he was like the number one best available mm-hmm. during the draft, like yeah. on Jay Bylas's draft board. That's what I'm thinking about while we're talking about this. And when it comes to his development, it's just like, you know, you couple all the things like you went to LeBron James's high school He's the only other person to really come out of there. And instead of you know, like LeBron would have gone to Ohio State. I'm not saying he's LeBron. This is not what I'm trying to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, I know what but, you're saying. But, but the point is, is there's a lot of like, there's just a lot of good to see there. You have that high school. Ohio State is a solid program. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got and, prestige. Right, right. He's got all the the check marks that, that mm-hmm. you want. And, and and I guess like the only thing I would say for Malachi, like going into this offseason, it's just defense and then strength and conditioning. Like, I'm sure there's some more stuff that, like, Pop would really criticize. But when for me, as just a watcher and, and us doing the show, it's like when I look at him big picture going into the offseason and just the rest of the year, that's what I'm looking at. Because he's going to miss execution on offense. That's going to happen just as a rookie. He's going to miss shots. There's going to be some turnovers here and there. But, I mean, the turnovers have significantly decreased as the season has mm-hmm. gone on, and he's just been better at executing as the season has gone on. And this is all just a big way of saying that this is just a testament to, like, the Spurs development staff still still got mm-hmm. it. Two things about Malachi. What, what's crazy about this turnaround is, one, it really kind of stems from one game. Like, I know there's, like, methodical improvements, you know, throughout the season that you can kind of catch, you know, not putting his hand in, in a certain place right. or pulling up when he would have driven otherwise. But... Like he had one game where he had was 17 points. And then from that point on, he really just kind of started forcing his will on the game. He wasn't letting the game come to him anymore. He was like, okay, give me the ball. I'm coming into the game to score. Like that is my role. Now I'm going to try and implore my will on this game. And he completely turned everything around. And it's, it's kind of like a mental switch that he just flipped. And now all of a sudden he's probably our second or third best scorer right now. I mean, Devin's coming back obviously, but but that that's that's pretty impressive. And what's even crazier is I didn't watch him live when he played at uh, Ohio State. But the mm-hmm. whole story around him, you know, coming up to the draft was this guy was like okay at the first half of the season, and then yes. he just exploded. You're reminding me of this, yeah, yeah. And at was, the end of the it's year, just happening again. He became a 20 point scorer. Yeah, that's yeah. literally what happened. And, and big, one Big Ten freshman of the year, right? Yeah, and 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 was a combo guard too. Was distributing. It's like he got mm-hmm. his feel for it. And then was really adaptive. And it's just like, 
Yeah, I mean, when you combine the fact that like not really any other like big time prospects other than LeBron have came for where from like where he went to school, and I know mm-hmm. it is a private school, but like still like there's some rough areas in Ohio for sure. I mean, even uh, y'all know I'm an LSU fan. Joey B talked about it in his Heisman speech in 2019. You know, um, so he's he's definitely um, seems like someone who can adapt, and that's probably has a lot to do with you know his environment where he came mm-hmm. from so shout out to malachi man love to see it just to put this in in more perspective ethan did you were talking about you said the first game might have been 17 points around there it's the start of february had a 22 point game against the kings um shot nine for 13 three for five from three had five assists in that game too and since then he's been on a tear he had one four point game in the toronto game uh where he still took you know eight shots just they didn't go down he had five boards in that game three assists with a block too um but other than that, I mean, he's – and then the Atlanta game, he shot four for 15 and only had 10 points. But he also found a way to get six boards there. So even in like – and it's weird like to see Malaga getting those those yeah. amount of boards. That wasn't happening, you know, early in the season. But other than that, his lowest scoring game has been 15, and that was against the Bulls. Every other – you had 22, 26, 27, 18, and 23 other than that. He just kind of found his way. I'm The most interesting part of this now is Devin's coming back. Mm-hmm. Is he going to continue to play at this aggressive level? How are we going to kind of, because we kind of found a rhythm. I know we're still losing, but we're finally kind of finding a rhythm without Devin playing. Right. And now everyone's going to pretty much come back, I think. I mean, Romeo, maybe not. I don't know where he's at. But um, I wonder how the team's going to adjust to that and if it's going to be a completely, you know, like we're starting from scratch all over again. Uh, right, right, right. I know, because it feels like we've gone through that a couple times this year mm-hmm. because of yeah. the injuries. I guess what I would say with Malachi is because he's kind of been coming. Well, he actually has had some more starts recently, but he's for the most part this season, even in the positive development, like he's been coming off the bench. Obviously, during this stretch, he's had more opportunities. So that's where I feel like he's going to translate. But I'm glad that you said that, because I think that's just a reminder to everybody that once again, there's probably going to be a little bit, even though we're going to have more talent than we have had for like the past two months there's going to be a little bit of growing pains and then we'll probably have a nice little win streak in like, I don't know, hopefully March. (laughs) Plus the loss of Jakob Pertl and Josh Richardson. Right. So we're definitely going to see their impact. Yeah. And that was another thing that I wanted to talk about. And in this thumbnail, we had Devin on there and we also had Charles Bassey who Mm. just got that four year deal. Um, he's a part of our future. We were kind of talking about it. We, we were talking about with what he was showing in the G league. It really felt like it, that, that deal solidified it. Um, and I mean, I don't know, maybe we're going to get Ken Berkman at Seathen, but, but I think it's probably going to be Zach and Charles with, with that contract signing. Um, what are, what are you most excited about, uh, for Charles? I'm just excited to see if his mentality stays the same because in the G league, he is Shaq. Like he, he demands the ball in the post. He gets put back dunks. He gets rebounds. (laughs) Yeah. He gets pull up jumpers, fadeaways, your spot up three. Like he can do everything in the G league. And we've seen that before. Obviously the Spurs are expecting it to translate because they gave him a four year deal. That really hasn't happened in the past with some of the guys that have dominated in the G league, i.e. Lucas Samanich, Drew (laughs) Drew Eubanks, you know, the names go on and on. So I just want to know, because Zach Collins is getting more touches in the post, so are we going to kind of continue to that trend, but with Bassey now coming in, I'm assuming off the bench, you know, is he going to continue to play at that high level, or is the speed and strength of the NBA going to kind of take its toll on him? How long will that take for him to get over that hump? There's so many questions about it, but I'm excited because he has a four-year deal, so clearly yeah. we see something, and in the future we think that he's going to be a capable big. 
Yeah, and just 22 years old. So, yeah. I mean. He's basically a rookie. We got to think right. of him like a rookie that spent three or four years in, in college. And now right. he's ready for the NBA. Yep, yep. I'm super excited about it. Um, I, I think that there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. We kind of saw that in the last game. And the reason why is if you remember when he came back in and broke the record and was just being a monster, Pop said it in the press conference. He's like, he doesn't know what he's doing right now. We just told him to go in there and play hard because yeah. Jakob's hurt and we need somebody in the rotation. The you know what strategy. I, right, right. And But um, – now, I think after being in Austin, he has a better understanding of the system. And obviously, he's still going to have to learn some more things, you know, just being a, a rotation player, because I'm sure there's differences from Austin to San Antonio as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a slow stuff start because of the fact that he like actually knows the schemes now. So he's like going to be trying to follow that more. So I think there's going to be a little bit of mix ups, just getting the chemistry down with all of those guys before he was like, he was like disregard the scheme, just go play where now it's going to be like, we want you to use all the tools we know you have, but also now we want you to use it like within our system. Um, yeah. So I think, I think there's just going to be like you said, with reintegrating everybody, it, it's kind of going to be like a new start again, but hopefully we could get some win. Maybe we could, it would be nice if the first game back, we got a win anyway, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the main thing for me is Devin. That's that's the yeah. thing where I think he can win us some games. Like that's gonna be where, and I don't think that I don't want him to win too many. <laughs> don't get me, don't get it twisted. Um, but I think that I just find it hard to believe that when he comes back, that the losing streak is just gonna continue the way it is because there's so many of yeah. those games where it's like, and I know that it's not as simple as this, but like he's gonna have 15 or 20 like there's just yeah yeah if you don't take into account chemistry and reintegrating everybody into different roles and all that all those little facets that go into playing basketball just look at it like (laughs) like like a video game right Devin was out Kelvin was out for a little bit when when, when the season started it was just those two really and and Mm -hmm. like off and on Devin goes out, Kelvin goes out. Jakob gets a little worse as far as productivity impacting wins. Jay Rich is just, you know, Jay Rich. So we lose those two guys, but everyone else improved. Trey improved as an offensive and a defensive player and a shooter. Uh, we talked about Jeremy Sohan's emergence as a scorer. Uh, obviously, Malachi Branham. We have mm-hmm. Devontae Graham now. Zach Collins is a completely different player. So just on paper it's super exciting to think about because now everybody's healthy Devin's a 20 points per game guy maybe even more Keldon's also that so to put the numbers together we should hopefully get some more wins or at least have some prettier competitive games you know what I mean yeah 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 I I think the thing is we're we're still going to give up a bunch of points yes we might be able to outscore some people some nights and also Devin's going to help get get a couple more stops too um, he's going to be the bucket getter when it's down the stretch when we struggle down the stretch just when they were like winning and then they make a comeback remember and the nobody jazz can get game a you were at that jazz game right yeah where he yeah, took over dude mm-hmm. that was so nuts he had the double behind the back take it to the rim exactly on large we, we too. need that yeah we're missing that right like an all-star anyways mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like an all-star um well, you know, the next thing that I kind of wanted to get into that that ties into all of this is just like the rotations. Just talk about, you know, kind of what our guesses will be, you know, under the uh, assumption that everybody's fully healthy. And, you know, I, the first thing I know this is crazy, but the, the first thing or it seems weird that this is the first thing that popped out to me. But when I was thinking of this, Ethan, the first thing that popped into my mind was, man, 
Romeo hurt like <laughs> Romeo like damn near carved himself like a spot in the rotation. And then he got hurt again, and Malachi went crazy. And now he's yeah. probably like he's going to be out of the rotation again. And I feel bad for him because he's like he's been one of the better on ball defenders on the team throughout the year, at least on the perimeter. And uh, but it's just you know it's the story of Romeo Langford, unfortunately. Yeah, it's I think it's a it's a toss up. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Really, between who's going to get minutes, Romeo or KBD? Because you could technically move Doug to the backup four have Romeo at the backup three with Malachi and Devante at the one or possibly Blake, right? Am I thinking correctly or am I missing somebody? Ooh, am I lagging out or are you? You, you cut out a little bit there, but now, now we got your connection back. Like as soon as you finish your thought, now you're back clear. So okay, you can just okay. say the whole thing again. <laughs> All right. Bro, I lost you too for a second there. Okay. So I was saying. Uh, it might've been on my end then. I don't know, but no, we're back. I have no idea. <laughs> I said that the toss up between who gets minutes between Romeo and KBD, honestly, because I, I don't know who pop would choose. Cause they both have KBD. kind of similar roles. Really? You think so? He's been playing. He, he, I, he's yeah. been with the team longer. And also, like, we're going to play Devante and Malachi. What I think in the backcourt is we're going to play off the bench. We're going to, like we were talking about earlier, we're going to play Devante and Malachi. Mm-hmm. And then here, I'm forgetting some of the roster. So let me. We, we, we got have Roby still. Go, go, go. Oh. We got Doug. <laughs> okay, Doug. KBD. So Doug will, Doug will be the three, KBD, and then Charles. And then Kim. The Kim that would bucket. Be, that would be six. Oh, you, you're. Okay. <laughs> Are you trolling? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I was like, wait, that's six. <laughs> and the then Kim. And then Kim. Oh, my gosh, man. Okay, actually, though, can we talk about the Dom Barlow minutes? Did you see any of that? Uh, I saw br- very little, to be honest with you. Okay. But clearly, you love Dom Barlow, so why don't you start I, this? I already you? do. I, I, I just talked. I wanted to see if you, if you got it, because... I don't want to just come on here and act like he's like the next all star like I do every time. But like he's the point is like the more minutes like you see good things. He's definitely work in progress, but like will is was significantly better than Isaiah Roby. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean in all that. right, exactly. But like that's the thing. Like would you project to next year like he's probably gonna take his roster spot? Um I hope so. I hate saying that, but I I hope so. I know. I hate saying it too, but (laughs) I'm I'm with you. The point is, you know, can shoot just a spot shooter, not anything crazy, but you know, can, if you, you can run a pick and pop with him, or if he's, you can throw him in the corner and he can make it still not every time, but like not terrible either. Um, Mm -hmm. you just can't leave him wide open or he'll make you pay. Um, attack space. Like we've mentioned so many times, his off ball movement is awesome. Um, and super versatile on defense. Uh, still gets big bodied in the post because he's 19, coming out of overtime elite, um, and and hasn't really you know had all those years of development um, and the physical development as well. 
you know, like we, we've seen it with Devin for sure. We remember when yeah. all those photos were going off in the summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really the only deficiency I would say right now, but I think just a modern switchable four or five. So just like to see it. And, and like I said, he's better than Roby. So it's going to be an upgrade on the roster next year if we bring him back. Um, but you know, another thing we didn't talk about, Ethan, there is a new spur, a new two-way contract. Did I miss this, or did I see yes. this? Yes, Julian Sham Champagne. Oh yeah, I saw. I saw. Yes. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you should go go watch his G League highlights. He has like multiple like thirty point games, like forty point games. He's um, different, Jude. He's different. He's, he's not different. <laughs> he's the but he's he's a pretty nice pickup. He's literally just going to be like a way better version of Jordan Hall, except like not as more of just kind of like an off ball player, but mm. he he's mainly a shooter. Six 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 seven. Okay. He's twenty. Yeah. He's tw- he's twenty one. He's also from from Philly again. So yeah, yeah he's just, we're just taking the Delaware Blue Coats like another man's trash, except for Max McClung, Charles Bassey, <laughs> right? Or Julian Champagne. Anyway, we should start calling him Chuck Chuck Bass. Chuck Bass. I like that. <laughs> Chuck Bass, the big bass. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, oh look shoot. at. Sorry to interrupt, but did I tell you that my buddy David, you met David. Yes, yeah. He went to an Austin Spurs game with his friends, uh-huh. and uh, he he just happened to go to the one where everybody was in San Antonio. <laughs> so he only got to see Jordan Hall, and he was like, oh, I'm so upset. I thought you were about to say that he went to the Manu one, because I saw Manu like, went uh, there before a game. Damn. Mm-mm. Nope. But he just he really got the short end of the stick. He got to Jordan Hall. MVP he needs game. to go to the, uh, the ones in April at the Moody Center. He probably will. Yeah, Trailblazers and and the Timberwolves. I might go to those. We'll 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 see. We'll see. But um, I also kind of wanted to. We were talking about the rotations, mm-hmm. so I'll give you I'll give you mine. Um, so like I said, backcourt backup. So I'll start with that. Devonte, Malachi, Doug, KBD, Charles. We talked about that. Um, and then the starting lineup. This is of course assuming everybody's back and healthy. Uh, Trey Jones. Devin Vassell, Kelvin Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, Zach Collins. Yeah, I would echo that verbatim. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there is, like, and this might have just been the nature of the fact that we had so many injuries, but, like, Pop was doing more spot minutes with Dom and with with Isaiah, and, and like, they wouldn't even, and there were some other people, too, I can't, I'm forgetting. Blake, that's that's another one as well. Um, I wonder if we're still going to see more of those. Um, I, I would assume that we won't, you know, we've kind of talked about this. We alluded to this in the last episode we did. We kind of think they're going to try to do some more competent, like, okay, let's actually try to like play and win here, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like this, you know, where we're kind of like, just, oh, we'll throw this guy in for six minutes, see how he looks. Even if, he's yeah, good. pretty much, even if he plays good, we're taking him out. Cause we just want these six minutes for evals. Yep. Um, do you think we'll see more of that? Like, or do you think it will still see it, but it'll lessen, or do you think it'll go away completely? I think the only one we will continue to see regularly is Blake. I think the other two will not be getting spot minutes, really. Uh, I think Blake will kind of split minutes with Devontae. He'll have sporadic minutes, probably 10 or less, just to continue to see if he can, can, can improve. Uh, I, I think he'll also have time in Austin, but at some point he does need to come up here you know, he's, he's a first round pick. He needs to have yeah. that opportunity too. So I think we'll see that from him, but not the other guys. 
and we forget about injuries too. That's another yeah, thing, that's also of course, funny, yeah. that, that's always a factor. Um, I, I, I feel like Blake's going to, he's going to get some time in Austin again. Like you said, I feel like that's something that we can kind of expect for the post all-star break Spurs. Um, but I think it's not going to be consistent. It's going to be, he'll get called up. He'll get back down for um, sure. Get, get some spot minutes. If there's an injury, you know, he'll come up and play. Um, but another interesting point that, that MEZ brought up there, and I wonder that that actually might be something that's legitimate, is maybe we start Malachi at the um, at the at the point guard off the bench, and then we have Romeo as the two. Um, I feel Ooh. like we're going to play Devontae, but the one thing that we talked about, and we know that the Spurs are like this, you know, that they value defense. That's how you get on the court. Um, you know, Romeo is a much better defensive player than Devonte, and he's been in the system longer. He's been around for a little bit longer too. Um, so, and and I don't really feel like we would care if we sat Devonte. So I feel like that that would be the only other thing, like the only other option that really I think would be different than what we just named is is maybe them doing that. Just, and and with the way that Malachi's playmaking has come on, I, I actually wouldn't like. I would I would kind of see the logic there. I wouldn't mind that at all, honestly. Because uh, we got we still got Doug in there. He can space right. the floor. Uh, KBD's competent enough. He can't leave him wide open. And then Charles Bassey continued to be a pick-and-pop threat. Like, yeah. we don't really lose much. And I Malachi. Yeah. yeah, Malachi. So, hmm. and you, though you would just have the ball more in his hands. So that, that would be interesting. interesting for sure. Yeah. And especially, you know, we, we talked about it on our trade deadline recap when, you know, we don't really even have to bring Devontae back next year. I mean, I like to, I, I, Devontae seems cool. I like the energy he's brought. He's giving everybody high fives. You know, he, he seems like he distributed. Yeah. I, I forgot to mention that. He also had an eight assist game. I know the, the other only has been like, he had zero assists in the 30 point game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or he might've had, he might've had three, but the point is he's had like three or four, but he did have a nice eight assist game. I think that was against the Cavs. Um, so he can still distribute, but I, 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 could, I wouldn't be mad at that. That would definitely be the better defensive lineup. And if you want to keep, you know, uh, adding to Malachi's bag and his playmaking, that could yeah. be, that. that's a, that was, I, w- I wasn't, th- like I, I opened it up with, I think Romeo's going to be out of a spot here, but that's something I didn't, didn't think about. Yeah, because the defense, defense is a big thing, a big thing for old, old Pop. And we're the worst defensive team in the league. So <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing too. We got to change something yeah. up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, just looking at some of the other guys too, Ethan, like in projecting like their second half of the year. So Trey Jones was out with an injury. We, we can start with him. What what are you looking for for him in the second half or, or this final stretch of the season? It's really like the last quarter. More of the same, um, but I expect his playmaking to get even better as far as statistically. Uh, with the return of De- Devin and Keldon and Jeremy merging in Malachi as well, because now he has more weapons at his at his disposal, and he's not the only guy being pressured. Yeah, I'm just excited to see him back with with full talent and and, mm-hmm. so, and the development from Sohan and Malachi. Um, I'd like to see some Trey Jones Malachi minutes just staggered yeah, a little bit, um, just because just to see the dynamic between those two. I think that would be. You could definitely take advantage of of Malachi's off ball shooting with with them playing together. Um, but obviously, we want to play him with Devin the most. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, and I think it, his job should just be easier, ideally. Depending Not, on how <laughs> things pan out with the draft and you know Blake Wesley, that could be our future uh, sixth and seventh man off the bench. To be honest, like Trey Jones, Trey Jones and Malachi. Yeah, 
yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just kind of want to go through the roster with you, Ethan, if you're down. Um, yes, we can go with Devin starting off next. Obviously, the main thing is just to see him back. Um, but but other than that, what are, you, what are you looking forward to? A slow return followed by an explosive night where he will continue to average about 21, 22 points per game. I think he's capable of doing that for the rest of the season. I'm just ready to see him win a couple games for us in the clutch. That's the main. I just want to see that again like I saw in Utah. I just already know like he he's a versatile defender. You know, he's he's got the length to to pickpocket lanes. We already know he was that coming in. We know mm-hmm. he's a good shooter. We we saw his bag earlier this year. I agree with you. It's going to be a little bit slow coming back in, especially with the emergence of other guys. Um but I think once he gets back in rhythm, he's going to be you know, what we were seeing this year, and he's just going to continue to improve. I mean, super excited for Devin. We we, we talked about it at nauseum at this point, but he, mm-hmm. he was looking like the team's best player, you know, before he got injured. Um, Our man Keith Young is in the comments before we go to Kelvin, and he says, what are the chances that Malachi takes the starting uh, role after showing out lately? Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with Ethan, zero. Uh, especially, yeah, if Devin comes back for sure. Um, the only he way is okay. Role. So, the, so the point guard bro. Yeah, yeah, I get where you're coming from there. You know, especially with talking about you know potentially like Trey being the the six man of the future. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that that's gonna happen. Um, and especially they're gonna want him to play at the two. Um, but like we were saying, maybe he does take the backup point guard role. Um, if we start Romeo. Um. But yeah, still love to see what we've seen from Malachi, and he's going to continue to develop. Um, I guess, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's just Devin. Yeah. <laughs> De- if, when Devin comes back, the only way he would move back into the starting lineup is another injury. That's what I was, the other thing I was thinking of oh, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, talking about Keldon, hopefully his job should be a lot easier now. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I, I expect him to become a much more efficient off-ball shooter. Now that everyone is finally back and he doesn't have to be the primary ball handler every single time he comes up the court. Uh, so hopefully that that turns around for him. I, you know, his decline in the shooting percentage that started off so good this year kind of coincided with Devin's injuries. And that bit. wasn't something that I, you, the first thing you said was his off ball shooting is going to be more efficient. That was the exact thing I was thinking. I was like, I think his shooting's just, I, it feels bold with how, you know, how many shots he's taken this year and how the percentage has <laughs> mm-hmm. declined. Um, but I just think when you bring Devin back and, and some other guy and, and Trey too, like he's, it's just going to open up his spots so much more. He, he can play off the ball so much easier. There's going to be the, the impact that Devin will bring to the game plan um, or and the demand that he will carry offensively, like for the defense, um, is just going to create open looks for Keldon. So I think his shooting will get better. And and also defense. You know, he's, he's taking baby steps, but just continue to get better on defense. That's the other thing for him. Um, and hopefully he won't be having to backpack us every time in the fourth quarter now. <laughs> I think I I feel good about that with Devin being back, but you never know, man. You never know. Yeah. Now, Sohan, I'm going to start off with this one, Ethan, because I feel very passionately about this one. Um, I just want to see him get back to what it's going to be tough because, you know, there's going to be less stats to go around just in general because of everybody coming back. But I want to see him getting back to where we saw before the injury. 
you know, just playing loose, playing free. And and really, there were multiple games where he was setting the tone for the game mm-hmm. in general. And, and specifically, you know, uh, starting those transition breaks, you know, whether it's from defensive plays, getting boards and pushing the pace. Um, but really, is when he is active on offense and defense, like whether it's even if he's just passing on offense, you know, and he's just, you know, being a disruptor and passing lanes, being annoying, not even getting steals. Like when he's doing that, we play with more pace and we just play better. Like that's the only way I can describe it. His impact, we, we, there was a clip we made earlier in the year. We were trying to describe it. We compared it to Draymond. Um, and you know, that's what it is. Um, and, and I can't, I just want to see more of that because I felt like, you know, with all of the injuries that wasn't able to be showcased enough and also coming back. And when I said that was, when I said all the injuries, I was like talking about his teammates. And then on top of it, he was coming back from an injury as well. Um, so I just like to see him get back in rhythm and, and showcase, you know, the reason that he got put in the rising stars game. Yeah. I would say echo what you said, continue to be aggressive, but also build chemistry now with Devin and Trey now that they're back. Um, because now that he's actually looking for his shot, I think the pick and roll game, the pick and pop game with those two ball handlers is going to be another weapon that we have not seen uh, thus far in the season. So I'm excited to see how that pans out. When you're talking about that, you know, I was just talking about Keldon's shooting getting better. Think about all the looks Jeremy's going to get on the yeah. three-point line tune with all those guys back. So that too, for sure. Um, and then we got Zach Collins, the starter. For me, it's just defense. And sometimes he, it's just... You know, he gets big bodied and there's nothing he can do. And he's just doing as much as he can without fouling, which is really what you want him to do. Um, But yeah, and and I think some of that also, I know it's been forever, but like, I think after this season, he's going to, he's going to start to build a little bit more strength back. Like he's going to be able to do more like muscle building, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and, 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 and like strengthening, you know, his lower body and his upper body. He's never going to be you know, he's always going to be kind of like a hybrid five that can also play the four. But in a lot of these situations where he gets big bodied, you know, and when you go through so many of those surgeries, like you have to like go through stuff like this to really get back to like strength and conditioning. Um, So now that like it's gone through a full season and is like at full, you know, at full strength and at full health, you know, because last year we knew he was still kind of, he wasn't even at a hundred percent. I feel like there's a quote from last year where, he was saying that, um, yeah. but, uh, hopefully we could get some more strength there because sometimes it's just like, he just gets big body by the, the center he's playing against. Um, even other people driving to the rim, just sometimes in his interior defense, um, it, it sticks out like a sore thumb. I, you know, I hadn't been seeing that as much this year cause it, it felt like he had improved a lot with that, especially with like not fouling. Like we, we saw that improve specifically with his contest as, as the season progressed. But I have another Spurs chat that I'm in and someone was talking about like, they were like his interior defense is awful. And I was kind of like, is it really? And then I started watching more tape and I was like, yeah, it kind of is actually. So that's my only thing for Zach. Other than that, offensively, you know, he's developed and progressed great. That's the reason why we trust him to be the starting center. Yeah. Keep asking for the ball. Don't foul. That's all right. I got for start. Right. Um, off the bench, I guess this will be, this will be interesting. We'll, we'll have to see here. Um, I guess we can do Devante and Romeo just in case, you know, one of them plays and one of them doesn't, or depending on which one plays, uh, we'll start off with Devante. 
<laughs> just to improve as a playmaker and, and, and do what you do. I mean, it, it, for me, it's that simple because he's coming in as the backup point guard. Right. And in the past, he's been asked to score a lot. And sure, we'd like that, but that's really what Malachi's doing at this point. So just work on your facilitating. Yeah. And Distribute. For, for Romeo. Yeah, sorry. And for Romeo, I forgot no, you're good. Romeo too. Just, just try and get be a better spot-up shooter. You just see if you can make strides in that area. Yeah. I completely agree on Romeo. That's literally all it is is just offensive versatility, adding skills to your bag because we know he's pretty solid on defense already. Um, and then talking about Devontae, take open shots, distribute, keep getting steals. There we go. Yeah. Doug, I don't really, I mean, keep shooting. Yeah, <laughs> make, that's it. Make shots. Thank you, Doug. Thank you for being here. A <laughs> vet. KVD, I want to see him continue. Mm. You know, the one thing I've really noticed, Ethan, and I should have I should have already known it, considering that I went crazy about his 30-point game against LeBron last year, mm. you know, yeah. early in the season, uh, is, dude, he just knows how to score around the rim. Like, he's so crafty around the rim. Like, mm-hmm. he's only going to get, like, 12 points or, like, 8 points. But when he's driving to the rim because of his wingspan, like, and his length, like he's he's able to like go through traffic and like if if there's two guys like I feel confident and I've seen some times where he's really like just just by like holding the ball and like maneuvering it through like three defenders he can go yeah. get layups um so I love his length um and you know uh, that works that goes hand in hand on defense as well getting in the passing lanes um and being versatile switching from the four to the three um and and you know he can even guard some fives too. Uh, yeah. So, I don't, I don't really have too much else to say on KBD. Another thing too is also his. I feel like his shooting's gotten better too. It, ha- it has gotten a lot better. This kind of turned into talking about his development also, but um, yeah, he's, he's he's under the radar. Gotten a lot better since we first got him. Was it two years ago now? Yeah, like yeah, even un- this under, season, yeah. he's yeah. like progressed. Like nothing crazy, but like little baby steps here and there. It's like shot looks smoother there's no hitch anymore like remember we when we signed him to a two-way like look at this guy (laughs) he's out here making having meaningful minutes and uh for me it would just be continue to impact winning in whatever way you can because from game to game it could be something different he could lock up one game the next game he becomes a a sniper so just continue to find your way to to impact the game in some way yeah yeah that's why i feel like he's definitely going to have a spot in the rotation and he's somebody who's consistently played and started throughout the stretch where everybody everybody's been hurt um mm-hmm. and and has been a bright spot for sure now here's the fun one ethan that we we talked about a little bit we'll dig into again and that's charles bassey i just want to see him be aggressive you know I, I know he's coming from the g league but keep that same mindset don't let the nba and this and this big scariness that it is de- deter you from being who you are um, he's in his home city. He's being given a, a huge opportunity, a big contract. Just go play your heart out. That's all you can ask for him. Yeah, I just want him to play free. You know, yeah. I want him, obviously, I want him to play. You know, I know he understands the system now, but I don't want that to constrain him to where it's like taking away from the reasons that we just signed him in this four year deal and what we saw in the games earlier this season and what we've been seeing in the G League since. Um, I just want him to play free and play hard, like you said, because if he does that, he, he's gonna make an impact that's for sure yes sir all righty well the next game that the spurs play is gonna be thursday ethan against the mavericks i believe um yes, yeah, yes, se- yes. 7 30 against the mavericks is that one that we're gonna be able to do a post game for 
what it's Thursday. We should be. We should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Seven thirty. Yeah. Um. So, y'all stay tuned for that for sure. We'll be back. I um, forgot my my, gosh, my, dude. my league pass is gonna be blacked out for that game because I live. In oh Dallas. my gosh, dude! I have to okay. find another way it's to okay. watch. No, I'll I'll hook you up. You know. Yeah, yeah, you're that guy. I, now I wish I had league. But, well, no, I'd still be blacked out even if I yeah, was here. Yeah, you'd still be blacked out. <laughs> Speaking of that, okay, I'm really glad you said that. Bally's going bankrupt. Yeah. That lasted <laughs> long. Great we job, won. guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, what a surprise with that business model. Power Anyways. to the people. <laughs> Bring um, down the capitalism. But yeah, t- talking about Dallas and uh that game's gonna be rough oh gosh i don't and and also another thing about that one and these these next you know games coming up um i believe i'm not sure i don't think it's guaranteed that devin's gonna be back i don't think so either i would rather him these games yeah no me too take your time but it should be like in the next two weeks he should be back but i honestly i wouldn't be surprised i think they were saying it, it might be next thursday like after the utah trip i want to say i saw something on that on twitter so okay um these next couple games especially the dallas one <laughs> will be rough and and utah is good in their right too um and yeah. they'll probably be looking for revenge and the guy that beat him last time won't be there so charles bassey show out game <laughs> charles bassey versus walker yes Kessler. yes Okay, overall, Ethan, before we wrap this up, just previewing the, the, the post-All-Star break Spurs. We, we went down everybody in the roster, but if we can synthesize it all together, what are just your, your keys, what you want to see from the Spurs after the All-Star break? Let's see what we got. Everyone's coming back from injury. We're going to put it together. Everyone's improved in their own ways. Let's, let's see if we can continue to build that chemistry and see who's actually going to be a piece for the future. Let's get 20 wins, guys. There we go. Let's get That's six right. more six more wins, baby. That's, That's all we need. That's what we're looking you for. You know, let's let's get 20 so we don't get embarrassed that bad. <laughs> um, and, and I'm pretty sure that would still be a worst in NBA history, but that's what we need this year. Um, so just get it get us six more wins down the stretch. That'll be more in in this span of games than like probably looking at <laughs> looking at the Spurs. Like with the amount of games we have left, if we get six wins, that will be like more wins than we've gotten in less games over like the past, like however many. I think y'all get what I'm saying. Here. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, like we will have our win percentage in that s- certain amount of games would be higher than it has been over the past couple of uh, months anyways. But yeah, hoping for that, hoping to see Devin showing out um, and just hopefully everybody's job's easier. Which should, which considering the circumstances, we still shouldn't win many games, but hopefully we can win like six or seven of them. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But if we don't, that just increases the draft odds. Wendy. So that's all that matters. Um, we talked about this before, but I think like really we'll be serious about it now. Like going at, that it's after the All Star break. Um, we'll we'll put out some videos where we're just breaking down. I mean, it's going to be a lot of the top prospects because that's where the Spurs are at, but we could just do some sit down videos where we like record it beforehand and post it. Just breaking down Wembenyama, Scoot, Thompson twins, whoever. Sounds good to me. 
All righty, y'all. Well, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We're going to be back now um, with the post games this Thursday. Um, and we'll keep you updated with, with anything else. If we're not doing a post game, all that stuff, you want to stay up to date, follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, at Ethan underscore Quintero. You can watch the show on Twitter as well. And if you enjoyed today's content, don't forget to like and subscribe. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all in the next one, and we'll see y'all later.